Hey, welcome to Biohacking with Brittany, a podcast focused on holistic health, nutrition, biohacking, and more. I'm your host, Brittany Ford, registered holistic nutritionist and self-proclaimed biohacker. During the last 10 years, I've focused on healing my gut and hormonal issues through lifestyle changes, nutrition, and of course, biohacks. And now I teach others to do the same. I'm so excited you're joining me today. So let's dive right in. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Biohacking with Brittany. I am super excited about this episode. It is just me and you listening. <laughs> um, we, you know, I, I posted recently on Instagram asking if anybody had any questions for me. So personal questions, health questions, um, and just wanted to answer them live on this episode and kind of take a step back from interviewing other people even though I love doing that, like it's, it's just really nice to kind of talk to the listeners and followers, uh, directly. And I, I just love doing that. And I find it so interesting with social media in general lately. And for anybody listening who uses Instagram for your business, or, you know, maybe you work in social media and you're a social media manager, or like, this is your, 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 uh, your jam. Um, it's so interesting because I, you know, I have analytics on my profile. And so, you know, I can kind of see what's going on in terms of like how well content does. And my stories do so well. <laughs> and I don't, I don't know why they do. Um, you know, I, I'm almost at, I think like 15,000 followers and my stories get an insane amount of views. And it's so interesting because I used to think that I always had to have a story up, you know, like constantly be posting, constantly be reminding people of my business, of my brand, whatever. Um, and a few months ago, I I just like really changed the way that I did it. I I now post a story, you know, once every 24 hours. Um maybe even take a couple days off and just don't don't worry about it. And my views and interactions have like gone through the roof. Um I, you know, my stories get I don't even know, between maybe 1500 and 2500 views now. And if you're if you look at an account that has almost 1500 or 15,000 followers, and you're getting 2,000 views on your story. Like, I don't think it's supposed to be that high. Um, again, like, I'm not a social media wizard or anything like that, but I I don't know why they do so well. And then my Instagram posts uh, don't do that well anymore. So, you know, this time last year when I was posting, um, I think on average my, my photos would get like 700, maybe 1,000 likes. And now it's like, oh my gosh, it's like pulling teeth. It's like, two, 300, 400 likes. Um, and I don't know if it's like related to the content that I put out or if people are just using Instagram differently. Now I know I'm going on a social media tangent, but if anyone knows like stuff about this, like definitely reach out. Um, I'm very curious to see if you experience the same thing with your, your account or, if this is just a reflection of Instagram lately or yeah, if you know anything, I'm just curious. And I thought I would throw that out there. 
Uh, and that being said, everybody listening, <laughs> if you see my posts, I, you know, I really appreciate everybody who takes the time to like and comment. I actually respond to all of my comments. I don't hire anybody to do it. Like I literally just do it myself and same with all of my DMS. Like I don't have anybody helping with my social media account. Um, it's all me behind the screen every single time. So know that if you if you message me or comment or anything, like it's it's me doing it. Um, and it'll probably always stay like that. I yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. Yeah, I I, I wouldn't know how to bring on somebody who would be able to comment and be authentic to a personal brand, which is another question. But anyway, so moving on from that. Um, this is, yeah, like I said, a Q&A with all of you, but prior to that, I want to just give you a couple of updates. I I feel like I've been saying this for so long. I am releasing my new website. Holy moly. We started working on this last November, so it's almost been a year. So if anyone knows, creating a website takes time. Oh my gosh. Originally, we, you know, we rebranded in November with like new colors. I did a photo shoot in December and I was like, oh, the website's going to be up by March. But like here we are middle of October and it's still not out, but it is coming. It is finished in terms of the development for it. Um, I do have all the content for it and it's coming and I'm really excited about that. And part of what that is going to offer is a shop page. Now, I just had somebody reach out on my Instagram this week asking for this, and she said, hey, where are all your discount codes? Are they in one place? I'd love to see who you affiliate for. And I actually have a lot of discount codes, guys, like a lot. And so I would love to share that in one place. And that's what this is going to be. So there's, there'll be a photo of the products and there'll be a link and my discount code right there. And I will start linking that on Instagram, on all social media platforms and my podcast. Um, so you can just click on that and kind of see what I affiliate for and you can get discounts. Like, I don't really care about the kickback. A lot of the time, there actually isn't even any kickback. Um, it's more of like, you know, providing something for you. And most of the time, like in terms of biohacking brands or optimal health brands, we'll say, um, most, I feel like all of the big ones I do have codes for. So before that page comes out, if there's a brand that you're like, hey, I'm looking to buy this thing. I wonder if she has a code. Honestly, message me. There is a likelihood that I do. Um, and yeah, so you'll you'll also see that when it comes out and I will post that online for everybody. Um, the website's also going to outline the different ways that I work with people. So this is something that I've been working on for a while. Of course, as a nutritionist, I work with clients one-on-one -on -one and only online and I work with clients all over the world. Um, so we do, I do like basic nutritional, like counseling or, and by counseling, I mean consulting <laughs> and that includes just recommendations and meal plans and, you know, supplement recommendations, biohacking recommendations, that type of thing. But I also do for clients, I do a health test analysis consultation. Now this kind of came out of left field. I 
was on a friend's YouTube channel and was talking about Viome, which is a gut health test. And basically, I was kind of going through results and talking about, um, you know, my results and kind of how I analyzed them. And people started reaching out from that video saying, hey, can you look at my results and actually tell me what they mean? And ever since then, I now just created this offer and people send me their Viome results and we have a one hour consultation and I actually break it down because anybody who has done Viome knows that they send you like a hundred page PDF that outlines, you know, all of the different digestive activity that's going on and it's intense. And I mean, the test is amazing. It's very, very comprehensive, but I think yeah, for the average person to kind of understand what that means and apply it to their life in order to make positive change and create a healthier gut, like, no, you need some, you need some support. Um, and yeah, I do have a discount code with Viome. Speaking of discount codes, um, it's Biohacking Brittany. All of my discount codes are Biohacking Brittany in capitals, if you're ever wondering. Um, and I, I love the people at Viome. I talk to them frequently and you know, I asked them, like, is this, you know, is this something you're going to offer in the future? Like kind of like consultations based off of, you know, what people are getting. And, and you know, they said no. Um, they've gone more of like the supplementation route, which is understandable. So, yeah, so that's something that I do right now as well. And I also, not just Viome, like people will send me, um, you know, DNA tests, hormone tests, um, what's the other ones like biological age tests, uh, mineral levels, hair, hair analysis, you know, there's so many different tests you can do now. Um, so that's just something that I offer and it's very comprehensive. It takes a while for me to go through your results. So it's quite a lot of work on my end, but it's worth it because I get to help people. So if you are in that boat, like definitely reach out, um, my email is info at biohackingbrittany, if you were wondering, or you can message me on Instagram, of course, and we can chat. And yeah, so that's kind of like how I work with clients. And then I also do a lot of brand work and collaborations and content creation. And again, this, I don't know if this kind of came out of left field. I guess it kind of makes sense when you start a social media account and, you know, you're taking photos and you're taking videos and then you have a podcast, right? It's all content that you're producing. And so now I get a lot of different uh, brands reach out saying, hey, can you, you know, create a video with this product or create a photo or uh, podcast ads or, you know, what can we do together? How, how can we co collaborate? And I... Yeah, so this this is going to be on the new website as well and just kind of like outlining what this looks like, examples of my work. Um, I've also done articles and blog articles and stuff like that. So really just going through the different media types and yeah, promoting that as well. So it's interesting like how things have diversified over the past year and a half. I only started my business in the start of 2020 right before the pandemic of which was, you know, fun. Um, and yeah, it's been, it's been going really well. So I'm excited to have this new website that kind of really outlines the work that I do behind the scenes and not just the basics that people might think that I do. I actually do a lot more 
than just nutritional uh, consulting. So yeah, that's kind of what's going on. Um, in terms of the podcast, you know, the podcast is obviously going to continue. Um, I would love to do some updates to it. I'd love to think about doing a second episode and maybe something more personal. I don't know. I don't know what that's going to look like. Um, that, that will be for 2022. Uh, and I need to spend some time like brainstorming and kind of thinking about where I want the podcast to go. Um, so yeah. So if you have any feedback or suggestions, definitely let me know. I'm going to have a sip of my coffee. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's dive right into these questions that you sent me. I'm going to shout out the people who sent me questions because I really appreciate you doing this and I'm excited for, I'm excited to kind of like take a, take a look at how people's health is going and, and see how I can support you and help you. Okay. So let's pull these up. The first question is from Jacenta Bean at Jacenta Bean on Instagram. So she said, I'll just read these questions because I think it'll be much better. Um, she said, I was just recently diagnosed with almost no testosterone by the Dutch test. I'll be supplementing with DHEA, adaptogens, and taking an uh, amaritase, <laughs> cannot pronounce that, inhibitor as my naturopath suggested. Can fasting help to balance my hormones in my case? I like intermediate fasting but worried it might hinder the balancing process. Also, are there any foods or diets that you suggest any other biohacks? Okay. So there's a lot of questions here and that's okay. Um, that's, I feel like that's pretty typical in terms of, you know, when kind of like talking about these different things, but yeah, like let's, let's dive in. So first of all, you did the Dutch test. That's a great test. Good. Like I, I really recommend that one. Um, and I think it's interesting that you show that you almost have no testosterone. So I wonder what type of symptoms this is presenting with for you. Typically, no, like low testosterone is very low libido, low energy, um, fatigued, uh, even depression, anxiety, a lot of uh, stress and inability to kind of be resilient, both physically and mentally, um, low stamina, all, all of those things. Maybe it's hard to get out of bed in the morning, um, maybe wired but tired feelings as well if it's impacting your cortisol levels. So I'm curious what what this looks like for you. And yeah, like even if you have symptoms, you, may, you know, you might be, you actually might be not even showing any of these symptoms and you, this might've been a surprise to you. So, you know, with, when I get these types of questions, it, it definitely makes me want to have a consultation with you because there's so many follow-up questions that I have and which will really, uh, determine the recommendations that I make. But I think it's great that you are supplementing with DHEA, um, adaptogens, um, yeah. So in terms of like, let's start with supplements in terms of supplements, I would look at, um, vitamin D I would look at magnesium as well. 
and creatine. I feel like those three are typically recommended in addition to, you know, DHEA and adaptogens, like you already mentioned, for increasing testosterone. Um, if you've had those checked, I would be curious to know what your levels are, um, especially going into winter now, like vitamin D is very important. So taking, you know, 3000 IUs daily, I actually take 5000 IUs daily and I've even taken 10,000 before when I have felt mentally like I'm not in a good, in a good space. So I would take a look at those. A lot of people love creatine. Creatine is one of those supplements that has so much research behind it. Like it is so, so well-researched and it's actually one of the cheaper supplements too. Um, so if you're doing any type of working out, which I hope you're doing weightlifting, um, sprinting, hit, anything like that, creatine can definitely help with that and help with recovery help with, uh, you know, muscle growth as well. And in addition, um, help with your testosterone levels. Um, there are other herbal blends that you can take for increasing testosterone, but for you, you know, being female, I wouldn't, I don't know. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that route yet. Maybe in the future you can kind of turn to herbalism, but you have quite a lot going on in terms of the supplements that you're already taking. And of course, adaptogens are herbs, so you are getting some of those already. Um, in addition, like looking outside of supplements, I would also look at your exercise. So we know that weightlifting and resistance training is really important for testosterone. Things like cardio, chronic cardio is going to lower it. Um, we want to lift heavy. We want to do resistance training. And even if that, like resistance training doesn't necessarily mean squatting 100 pounds, 200 pounds. It can mean doing like body resistance training, right? Like uh, push-ups and, and anything like that. But that is more difficult for you and has resistance to it. Even like a bar class would be, I would classify as resistance training because like you have the little weights in your hands and you're doing uh, certain, you know, positions and you're, you're pulsing. And I, I think that would be great. So I would, I would question your exercise routine right now. Um, are you, are you lifting weights enough? Are you doing resistance training enough? And I, for someone like you, I would probably say two to three times a week would be optimal. Yeah. And in addition, you can do other things too. Like you could do HIT. Um, I think that would be fine. But if your stress is high and your cortisol is high, just be kind of wary of that because we don't want to overstress the body as well. So maybe a good balance for you would be like daily walks, resistance training two to three times a week, and maybe some yoga and stretching in there and kind of seeing how that makes your body feel. Um, in terms of intermittent fasting, can fasting help to balance my hormones? I think that a lot of people recommend intermittent fasting to boost testosterone for men. And that's because men's hormones work on a 24-hour cycle. Female hormones work more on a 28-day, 30-day cycle. So I would be cautious with fasting because you are female. And 
it could be, it's tough because I think it, I think it could increase your testosterone. I, I think you could get a boost, but I don't know if we, if it would actually balance all of your hormones, right? Like looking at the bigger picture. So looking at your estrogen, your progesterone, um, and how everything is like delicately balanced, same with your cortisol. So for you, I don't think that that is something that I would explore if I were you. I would look at a bunch of other things first. Um, I think for women, there is a safe way to intermittent fast. And that basically looks like, you know, doing 12 hours um, or doing like a one day fast during the week, but nothing that's like hardcore repetitive day in and day out. And I know this because I used to do that. Like I used to fast, I don't know, 16 hours, 18 hours a day. um, And it really screwed up my hormones. It really, really did. So be careful. Be careful. If you're a male, it's different. It's completely different. Um, And unfortunately, a lot of the research on intermittent fasting is based on males. And so right now, you know, the recommendations are tough. The only, the only exception for females is if you are postmenopausal. So when you're postmenopausal, your hormones look completely different. Um, you know, ovulating and having a period isn't as like, obviously isn't happening at all. So you can get away with intermittent fasting and reap the benefits from it. Uh, if you were to do it every single day. Um, yeah, so that's like foods, diets, uh, yeah, any other biohacks. So in terms of food, I mean, again, like I don't know what you're currently eating right now. I don't know what your diet looks like. I I would say be very wary of anything processed. Um, be very wary of over snacking and messing up your blood sugar like that, um, which obviously then relates to your sex hormones. I would be very careful of alcohol and uh, marijuana, like weed, if you use any of that as well, because both of those decrease testosterone. Um, And so I would just, I wouldn't be too, too neurotic about it. I would just focus on whole foods, clean eating and organic if you can, if you can afford it and, and have access to it. Um, and cleaning your produce, like just basic nutrition principles and, and then do some of these other biohacks and supplements as well. And in terms of other biohacks, there, there definitely are things you can do. So, uh, some people love red light therapy. I know there's quite a lot of men out there who, who use red light therapy, like shined on their, you know, junk and, you know, claim that there's testosterone benefits from that. Obviously, it's not the same for you, but you could try doing something like that. Um, also, like cold therapy too, like cold thermogenesis. So cold showers, uh, in ice bath if you want to do it. Um, those types of things can definitely, definitely be easy biohacks that you can bring in that can boost your hormones and, yeah, and support you. Um Yeah. And in terms of more like other things than that, I would say low testosterone. I mean, yeah. I I also wonder about the like spiritual mental side of this. 
So, you know, I think of testosterone and I think like purpose, fulfillment, uh, action, taking action, right? And so I, my question to you would be, what is kind of getting you out of bed in the morning? Is there anything that's actually getting you out of bed in the morning or are you getting out of bed to just kind of go through day in and day out? Do you have purpose somewhere? Do you have fulfillment somewhere? Um, Yeah. How are you showing up in the world? How are you showing up for your family? And how are you showing up for yourself? Like these these are the things that I would guess would potentially be happening in the background. Um, and I would, I would just think about them and I would think about what changes you can make in your life that give you more energy and more purpose that can then increase your testosterone and, and help balance your hormones and kind of work at it from that angle. Because you have to take a holistic point of view for this, right? Like you can't, just take a supplement and be like, oh yeah, this is going to boost my, my hormones. It's going to be great. Like, no, we have to take a step back and say, okay, like why is it low in the first place? Like, do you feel drained? Do you feel tired by your work, by your family? And if so, what can you do to change that? So kind of looking at the root cause I think would be helpful. Um, but I feel like I've said a lot for this question and I don't want to say any more because I don't want to overwhelm you listening. Um, but definitely reach out and we can have a call and kind of go through this much more comprehensive, comprehensively. Oh my gosh, <laughs> my, my words are getting jumbled. Um, and kind of go through that. Okay. Let's move on to the next question. I recently received a question from one of my listeners. She wanted to know if it was possible to avoid digestion problems by eating only healthy organic food. And while it's a nice thought, unfortunately, it's just not possible. You see, your natural ability to digest food declines with age. This is because your body produces fewer enzymes, which are the proteins responsible for digesting food. Fewer enzymes means more difficulty digesting food every single time. Even organic foods won't produce enough enzymes to properly digest them. This is especially true if you cook your food because cooking kills these enzymes. This is why you may have digestion problems even after a healthy meal. Your body just can't produce enough enzymes to get the job done. This is where supplementing with a high quality enzyme supplement can be a huge help. I personally recommend Mass Enzymes by BioOptimizers. This is the product that I use myself and I always recommend to all of my clients. It's a best-in-class supplement loaded with full-spectrum enzymes for digesting proteins, starches, sugars, fibers, and fats. Taking mass enzymes daily helps top off your enzyme levels and replace the enzymes your body is no longer producing, which means you'll be able to eat all sorts of delicious foods and digest them quickly and effortlessly. After you start taking mass enzymes, you may even notice that you no longer feel bloated after meals and that your belly feels flatter, which we all love. And if you have leaky gut, which I did 12 years ago, which really first got me started in on my health journey, I wish I had this, this product at that time, but mass enzymes can help reduce this gut irritation and help you absorb more nutrients. So 
honestly, listen, like life is too short to suffer from digestion problems. Try mass enzymes risk-free and see what improvements you notice. For an exclusive offer, obviously for my listeners, just go to massenzymes.com slash biohackingbritney and use my code biohackingbritney for 10% off. Oh, and also for a limited, a limited time, BioOptimizers is also giving away free bottles of their best-selling products, P3OM and HCL with select per- purchases only while supplies last. So hurry now and order yours to get your free gifts. So just go to massenzymes.com slash biohackingbritney, and that's spelled M-A-S-S-Z-Y-M-E-S, and use my discount code biohackingbritney to get 10% off and get more than $50 worth of free supplements. Okay, this is a nutrition question. This is from Allison Mary. I feel like I'm always hungry. I fill up on fiber, water, fresh veg, lean protein, but I'm always craving sugar and baked things like donuts. Do I have candida, a parasite, no self-control, help? It's <laughs> oh, cute. Um, again, I would love to hop on a call and kind of fully discuss what this is looking like for you. But yeah, I mean, it sounds like the idea of always being hungry is very interesting. I There's a difference between hunger and cravings. So hunger is like you can feel it in your stomach, right? Like you can feel physically how empty your stomach is and you feel like quote unquote starving, right? And then you kind of get hangry, like you're that hungry. Like it's a very different feeling from a craving. A craving I find comes it's almost like in my mouth, like in your mouth, right? Like you kind of like salivate when you think of like sugar donuts and it's mental. So I I don't like, I think you have cravings for donuts and sugar. I don't think you're, I'm not sure if you're always hungry. And I think you're right. Cause like you said yourself, like, do I have candida? Do I have a parasite? Um, and I think you might. So I had candida, um, when did I have candida? Oh my goodness. Uh, maybe five, eight years ago, something like that. And it very much impacted my cravings for sugar and baked goods. And this is because candida eats this, right? Like this is how it multiplies. It's like the food for the bad bacteria, the bad yeast, the bad viruses in us. So that's why that's why when people talk about intuitive eating, I love the idea of intuitive eating and I think it has a place, but I also don't think it takes into account cravings and all of the bacteria in us that's actually making us make food decisions. So I think it, you know, intuitive eating, like, yeah, okay, let me walk into my kitchen and like listen to my inner self and my gut and say, okay, what do I feel like eating? But if you have an overgrowth of candida you're and you're craving sugar, are you going to intuitively eat that donut, which is then going to feed the candida and make the problem worse and multiply them? So I just kind of question the whole movement of intuitive eating from that perspective. And for you, I would, yeah, I would definitely think about that. And, you know, luckily like candida is very, it's pretty easy to fix. It's not, it's not something that 
hasn't, you know, people haven't created solutions for. So when I was dealing with Candida, I did a herbal product. And if you message me on Instagram, I will find it and I will send it to you. Same with anybody listening. Um, I have to look up the name for it. And it is a supplement that is a herbal blend of antimicrobial, antibacterial, antiviral uh, herbs that are very potent. And the one herb that I do remember that's in it is um, Artemisia anna. And this is what I used actually when I was traveling to Tanzania in 2014 as an anti-malarial herb. So when I went to Tanzania, they were like, oh, you have to take this medication every day so you don't get malaria, but you might have all of these side effects. And I was like, listen, folks, like I'm not taking this medication. And I went to go see my naturopath at the time. And she's like, no, like that medication is actually based off of this herb, Artemisia anna, and you can just take this tincture of the herb and you'll be fine. So that's what I did. I went to Tanzania for six weeks and I didn't get malaria and I had no side effects. And I actually had leftover tincture that I gave to people there and gave to other travelers who were having bad side effects from that drug. So going back to Candida, this is the same idea, right? Malaria is a bacteria that causes, you know, it's actually pretty fatal and can be very serious for some people. Same with, nah, no, it's obviously not as, uh, not as uh, severe for candida, but it's the same principle of killing the bacteria in our blood through this mechanism. And so the herbal blend that I took did have uh, artemisia in it. And so that's where I would start with you. I would start with something like that. Um, I'd have to look at the dosage, but I would probably start pretty strong. Um, some people, you know, naturopaths, different people, when they're kind of dealing with parasites and they're dealing with candida, they will also support the liver at the same time. Because the idea is that if you're killing off all this bacteria, um, like what if your liver isn't functioning properly enough to cleanse your body and detox. So I think there is a point to that. And I think doing some sort of liver support at the same time is a very good idea. Um, and same with a binder too. So you could do like a candida pro, um, herbal blend, you could do a liver tincture, and then you could do a binder that's also going to kind of like suck it up and get it out of your system faster. So that's, you know, something like charcoal is like what a lot of people use for that. Um, I think there's a couple other ones, but, th but that's what I've used before, um, activated charcoal. So that's kind of where I would start with you. And I would, again, like we would have to go through your diet because I really am interested in how much sugar and carbs you're eating. Unfortunately, when we eat something like, you know, bread or potatoes, it is broken down into sugar in the body and that will still feed the candida. Now I'm not saying go on a low carb keto diet. I, you know, like keto is difficult and, and it's not for everybody. So I would, I'd be cautious of that, but we would definitely have to take a look at the sugar that you're eating and kind of seeing where it's coming from. And even things like fruit, like I, if it's actually candida, like I would really take a break from fruit for a while. Um, 
you know, just like a month or so. Like we really want to get rid of anything that's feeding the bacteria. And at the same time, we want to kill it off and support the liver and get it out of your system. Um, that's, yeah, that's the approach that I would take. There are tests that you could do for candida and parasites. Um, I've done them. So I actually just did one this summer. Yeah. So it's called a live blood cell analysis. Um, you can write that down, take a look if there's one in your area. Again, if you want further information about that, message me. And actually, if you're in Canada and you're looking to do that, I actually know somebody who is very, very good and she now, who I see, and she now ships uh, across Canada to do that test. So if you want to get your, if you want to get tested for um, candida and, you know, parasites and liver function and that type of thing, message me and I will, I will link you to her. She's amazing. So yeah, like you could get tested and you could confirm it as well. That is another route to take if you would like to do that before starting any type of program or cleanse. I would, I would look into that. And of course, like again, clean eating, whole food, real food. Um, but also like no shame if you eat a donut because I, you know, like I just traveled and the other day I had a breakfast sandwich from Starbucks. Like it just happens, right? Like sometimes you kind of just make these decisions and I don't think you need to be, I don't want people to be like super, you know, strict about it and having to eat like a certain way a hundred percent of the time because I just don't think it's sustainable. And it also just causes a lot of stress. And, and I don't think we need any more stress, especially right now. So that was my long-winded answer for that. Um, Allison, definitely reach out and we can chat further. Okay, next one. Um, Janelle at J underscore Pasco 17. Okay, let's see. My questions are mainly about your health journey. How long did it take for you to heal your gut issues? And once you did, did it clear up your acne? Did you ever find out what caused the gut issues? Also, do you have any tips for maintaining gut health? Okay, long question. Okay, let me think. Hmm. So how long did it take for you to heal your gut issues? And once it did, did it clear up your acne? Okay, so I think we need to break those two apart. So I have a whole episode that's dedicated to my personal health story. Um, you can go listen to that. It's linked on my website. And that will go into this much more detail than I'm about to go into it. Um, I started having gut health health issues when I was in my teens. And I didn't know at the time that it was gut health issues. So for me, it presented as um, inability to concentrate in school, uh, very bad hair growth. My hair was thinning. And... Uh, just, you know, mood swings, sleep issues, that type of thing. But for me, honestly, the biggest thing was my hair. Um, as a 16-year-old female and having my hair get shorter and shorter, I was actually very self-conscious about it. And that triggered me going down this whole path of healing and natural healing. And so how long did it take to heal the initial gut health issues that I was dealing with back then? Unfortunately, it probably took me two or three years. 
Now, you have to remember, this was a time when I was, you know, this was what, 11 years ago? So this was before Instagram, okay? And this is before the gut health movement. And this is before, you know, we had easy access to gut health solutions. So I, yeah, I didn't know any better. Um, I started reading books and, and that definitely helped. But for, for the average person now, like I don't think it would take as long to heal your gut. Um, I think you could get great results within a few months um, if you know the solution and if you're working with the right practitioner. Um, it took me a while. I was with one naturopath at that time and it felt very like salesy with her and I didn't really see any great solutions. And then I switched and then I found somebody much better and he was able to help me quite a lot. So yeah, it definitely took a few years. And in terms of healing the acne, so this is different. So the acne actually came up much later. Um, I started getting acne in... The end of 2019 to last year, May 2020. So it was probably about a 10 month issue, eight, 10 months. And like by acne, let's like, let's define the type of acne I had. So it wasn't cystic, Um, it was just little bumps, like little white head bumps on my forehead, on my chin, around my mouth. And yeah, that's basically it. A lot on my forehead though, and in between my eyebrows, which is typical of where you actually have um, hormonal acne. Now, thankfully, oh man, thankfully that has passed. Um, And this past year, I had a bit of texture issues which is different from acne. So it was kind of like bumpy on my cheeks. Um, and I would get like, I would get facials and it was, especially the one side, it was very bumpy, but like the same color as my skin, just like you could see it in the sunlight. Like, like, I don't know how else to describe it other than bumpy, um, and not smooth. And that was actually related to the parasites that I was dealing with at the time. And then I got tested cleared my parasites, supported my liver, and I haven't had any bumps since. Um, And so with the acne, for me, I actually think it was hormonal. So I think my, at the time, my testosterone was high, it was too high. And I also had other symptoms too. Like my weight was really low at that point. Um, And like low without me trying to lose weight. Right. And that's how you know it's hormonal. So I wasn't over-exercising. I wasn't under-eating. I was just like skinny, <laughs> At like like skinnier than I am now. And so, which I knew as well that my hormones were unbalanced if that was happening because that is not typical for me. Um, and so, yeah, so my acne was hormonal. My skin texture issues were parasites. Now, mind you, everything kind of goes back to the gut, which is like you're alluding in this message. So I always go through phases throughout the years of supporting my gut because, you know, different symptoms pop up. So I like to add aloe vera juice to my smoothies because this is so healing for the gut and such an easy way to support it. 
Same with taking like L-glutamine um, in my protein shakes. It's, it does the same thing. It heals leaky gut. Um, it heals the gut lining and helps you absorb your nutrients from your food better, which I think is really important. And that's kind of, yeah, kind of my go-to for that as well. And then of course, like getting regularly tested and just watching for symptoms. Um, did you ever find out what caused the gut issues? So yeah, like I, I had like chronic sinus issues when I was a kid and I took a lot of antibiotics, unfortunately. And I really, really think that is the root cause of what, what was going on. Um, my parents didn't know any better and there's no shame there at all. Um, but I took a lot of antibiotics. And in addition, my diet as a kid was questionable. Now, my mom used to cook a lot and we would eat a lot of home food, like homemade food, but the snacks, the breakfast cereals, the milk processed milk, powdered milk. Oh man, I can't, I can't with dairy. <laughs> um, and I've actually had, you know, I've had my DNA tested and my DNA says that I should not be having dairy based off of the genes that are associated with lactose intolerance. So I know even back then I shouldn't have had dairy, let alone what my gut was saying about dairy. Um, and so, yeah, so like I think it was diet. I think it was antibiotics. And and even going back further, um, I was a C-section baby. So when you are a C-section baby, and now they do this, but I don't think they did it back then, um, when you're birthed through like the vaginal canal, it is really important for all of the bacteria from your mom to go over and wash over your body when you're being birthed. Now, this is quite a visual, but stick with me. Like we, there is a vaginal microbiome. There's healthy bacteria. There's a bit of bad bacteria. Obviously that's normal. There's nothing you can do about that. This is so important for starting the microbiome that is on your skin as a baby, right? that then goes into your mouth, which is you have a mouth microbiome as well, then goes into your gut. And obviously we all know you have a gut microbiome. But when you're a C-section baby, this doesn't happen, right? Like you're cut out of the stomach and you're taken out and you don't get that massive dose of healthy bacteria to start life. And this is huge. So now what they do is, um, or you can ask for it. Now, I forget, you'll have to Google this if you're listening. I forget the actual name for it, but I'll just describe it. Um, basically, you tell the nurses and the doctors that if you have a C-section, you want to like wipe down your baby right after. Um, there's an official term, it's not wipe down your baby, but um, what they do is basically they take like a clean, like sterile cloth type of idea they wipe you down and get all of your vaginal healthy bacteria on this cloth and then wipe down your baby from head to toe with it so it transfers the bacteria. Now, this is not the same as obviously giving birth vaginally, but this is a very good solution if you have a C-section. And 
that is something that I dealt with. So I think from the get-go, unfortunately, gut health is probably was probably inevitable for me to have issues with. Now, of course, like things made that much worse, like antibiotics, which destroy all bacteria in your gut. It's like putting a bomb in there. Honestly, so bad. Even like even Advil, even like over the counter things like that. Like, oh, so yeah. So I think there was a lot of decisions that were made when I was younger. Um, I didn't know about any better. I I mean, I don't think my parents knew any better either. Um, and there's no hate there. Like it's just how it is. So that that is kind of where, yeah, kind of what I think the root cause was. Um, and yeah, do I have any tips for maintaining gut health? Kind of already went over that. Um, L-glutamine, aloe vera, uh, being careful with processed food, getting biome tested. If you think you have serious gut health issues, get a biome test um, and kind of see what's going on. See if you have like gas production issues, leaky gut, uh, you know, different viruses, different bacteria, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Next question. I'd love to quickly interrupt this podcast to ask you, do you know your biological age? Do you know your current hormone, vitamin, and mineral levels? Honestly, it's hard to know what's going on internally without getting tested. And traditionally, you'd have to go through your doctor or your healthcare provider to order these tests, go into a lab, and it would be a whole ordeal. Um, and it would, <laughs> it would take a while as well. For me personally, this has always been a hurdle for understanding what is actually going on and how to optimize my biomarkers and even know my biological age in the first place. Thankfully, though, we can order a at-home test from Inside Tracker that lets us do this. It tests for your biological age, your hormone, mineral, and vitamin levels. This is a very, very comprehensive test that lets you get a ton of data from a single kit without having to go to a doctor or go to a lab or really leave your house. If you're looking for the ultimate blood test, try Inside Tracker, which includes testing 43 different biomarkers and the option to test your inner age and your DNA. You can use my discount code BiohackingBritney for 25% off all of their products, and you can go through there uh, through the link in my show notes or my website and get tested today. Kanchan. Sethi, that is not how you say your name. I'm so sorry. I apologize for not pronouncing your name correctly. Um, okay, so ish. So she says, is it okay to do a sauna every other day? I am 42, haven't been digesting and detoxing well, and take some supplements, still not enough. I don't sweat easily, so I started the sauna and feel there is a difference in allergies. Does it also help with periods? Okay. So I love the sauna. Um, do I think you can sweat or go in the sauna every other day? Yes. I don't think there's an issue with that. Um, honestly, I used to go in the sauna every day and I loved it. So I don't think there's an issue with that. Um, you do you. If it feels good, continue. My only caveat would be if you feel lightheaded, and woozy coming out of the sauna, maybe dial back how much time you're spending in there. 
So instead of doing every other day or every day for an hour, maybe just make it like a half an hour type of idea and just be kind of cautious of that because we we definitely don't want that. Um, I don't sweat easily. So I started the sauna and feel there's a difference in allergies. Definitely, definitely, right? So the sauna helps with detoxing, helps with getting things moving, um, helps, yeah, with fluids in general. Everyone knows that, right? Even if you go into a steam room, um, it totally clears your throat, clears your nose, clears your ears. Um, and one of the reasons I love, 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 love the heat like that and love to sauna is because of that. Um, does it help with periods? <sighs> this is a good question. Um, hmm. I think you like definitely reach out and let's have a call and kind of go through your health more comprehensively than what you've written here. Because my question to you would be, do you mean periods or do you mean your full menstrual cycle? Now, if you mean your full menstrual cycle, yes, I think saunas can help balance your hormones, um, help reduce cortisol, which then leads to your sex hormones. I think there's a lot going on there that it can be supportive for. If you if you mean your period, like while you're on your period, I, I don't know if I would go in a sauna on my period, to be honest. I don't know if I've ever done that. Uh, not that I can remember. I might have, but I... I think it could help from the standpoint of symptoms around your period. So if you're dealing with like back pain or cramping, I think the heat could be therapeutic and help increase blood flow to these areas, which will help reduce tension and muscle pain. Um, Same with mood. If you're dealing with like PMS and like feeling very uh, irritable or stressed or tired, I think the sauna could help with that. I think it could be very um, uplifting and euphoric, right? Because when we go in a sauna, it releases endorphins, just like when we exercise because it's a, a way of sweating and really can help with that. So I think I think the sauna can help with symptoms around your period. Um, so I'm just like curious what you mean by periods in general. I I don't know if I, I don't know, maybe if I had a home sauna, I would though. So I don't know. So I I would play with that, you know, like go in the sauna on your period. Do you feel better? Does your body feel better? Do you mentally feel better? And if so, by all means do it. I don't think there's any harm. I don't think there's any, any harm at all from that. Um, I love saunas and I, oh my gosh, I am trying to get a sauna in my new condo that we bought it's been difficult to figure it out because I need an outdoor sauna, but I need like, so it's, so we have these like two big covered patios and I want an outdoor sauna, but I, it can't be like a, it can't be too big. There's like regulations and it has to ship here. And I'm, I'm, I'm in Canada. So I'm actually kind of limited on the brands that I can buy. Um, so I'm just trying to figure it out and I, I don't have an easy solution right now, unfortunately. But anyway, so continue with your sauna practice. I think you are on track and yeah, message me and let's let's talk about your health more. Okay, last one. Um, 
Oh, she sent two. Which one should I? Oh, which one should I answer? Let's do the first one. Okay. If you could spend a full day doing whatever you wanted, what would that ideal day look like? Oh my goodness. Whatever I wanted. I, I clearly I didn't prep for these questions. I just wanted it to be real. Um, oh, if I could do a full day doing whatever I would want. Okay. This is what I would want to do. I would want to, hmm, I would want it to be the summer and I would want to go out on a boat in the ocean and like a big boat and yeah, spend the day boating off grid close to where I live. Um, or even like Vancouver Island to Fino area. Like I would love to just do a day doing that in the sun in August. Like, you know, one of those hot, long days that are just like gorgeous and beautiful. One of those days on a boat with my partner, my uh, fiance, Ryan, and our dog, Moose. And I would love family and friends to be there too. And lots of food, lots of really good organic wine, um, maybe fishing, swimming, and like, yeah, that that would just be perfect. Like that's what I think of right now. Um, yeah, maybe ending with like a fire on the beach, like very just like in nature with people I love, with the food that I love. Uh, off-grid would be amazing, uh, no technology, no social media, um, and just connecting with myself and connecting with other people. That would be beautiful. And yeah, I'm sure I can make that happen. I mean, we already have a dinghy, but we need to, <laughs> we need to get a bigger boat and, uh, and organize that, which we, we, we will definitely do. Um, but yeah, that's, that's it for these questions. I got a few others, but I just had to pick, you know, ones that I thought would be the most interesting to answer and the most different. So if you have other questions though, like I will answer them on Instagram and I will, you know, hop on a call with you or have a consultation and we can kind of go through what that will look like holistically uh, as a solution for you and how biohacking can help and holistic nutrition can help. So yeah, reach out. And as always, um, thank you for listening and spending your time with me. I really appreciate it. And stay tuned for my new website and all my new offerings. Um, and yeah, lots of good things coming. Um, so yeah, have a great one. Thank you so much for tuning in today. As always, feel free to screenshot this episode and tag me if you'd like me to respond. I really hope you enjoyed it and learned something new. If you have a question about your health, my DMs are always open and I'm currently taking new clients. Thanks and see you next time.